You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Hey, yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy Eman from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast coming at you with the weekly live episode. Doing a solo today, cricket out of conflict of uh, schedules, man. But we'll be back next week and our new day on Wednesdays as this NFL season winds down. We're going to try to like, switch this up around because we're going to be covering other sports. Uh, but we are starting to start doing this every Wednesday starting next week. But today, man, got a lot on my plate. About to take it down. We got to discuss this weekend's uh, NFL Super Wild Card Weekend overreactions. I got in case you miss it, the latest headlines of the week uh we got a lot of things popping baby we got to go ahead and uh, let's get this started brother let's why don't we start with the biggest and top storylines of the super nfl wild card weekend Here we go, baby. As we get down, comment machine is already on. Let me see. Oh, my boy Jim is in the building, in the comments, firing it up, getting it started like he always does. Shit. You would have told me I don't have a shit, but I would have hopped on like a like Watson on a massage table. Hey, man, if you're still on it, bro, I'll send you the invite right now and get your ass in here if you're still down. Let me go ahead and uh, do that. Uh, we could actually do that. I'll send, you, I'll send you an invite, Jim, if you're still down. But yeah, man, we actually got going on. We got this weekend's, uh, we got the wild card weekend on fire. Let's see here. Let me go ahead and send the, let me copy a link. I sent this over to, uh, I sent this over to uh, Jim to see if he's still down. It's going on your YouTube link. Uh, I'm going to send it to you through uh, TikTok, Jim. But yeah, once again, as a Giants fan, it gives me a lot of pleasure, and I'm not going to lie, that both the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys Cow bitches are completely out of the playoffs, all right? Not going to lie. Not going to lie. They, don't, they only play one more week than we did, technically. But one thing that has to be said for sure, the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowgirls, cow bitches, whatever you want to call them, have to be the biggest postseason chokers in the history of the NFL. Not being biased, but think about this. According to Stat Muse, worst playoff record since the 2000, since 2000. Five and nine. Hold on, my boy Jim is hopping on, baby. Improv 2 jumping into the building. Let's go. All right, man. I, I, you know, I didn't know what your schedule was like. It was kind of last minute, but let's go, man. No, <laughs> what I was saying, Crick, uh, what I was saying, uh, Jim, there has to be no other worse choking franchise history in the playoffs than the Dallas uh, Cowboys, right? I mean, look at this. Look at this stat, right? They have the worst playoff record since 2000. So I'm going to give you the, the ones that have the better record than they do, but they right there in the same, the top four. The Vikings are 5-9. and nine, The Titans are 5-9. and nine, The Bengals are 5-9. and nine, And the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys are 4-10. and 10. And here's the sad part. Oh, so with the support. Yeah. With the support. Let me uh, go ahead and uh, with the, let me. There you go. Let me uh, raise your volume a little bit. With the support that Dallas has had through both of his quarterbacks, I mean, with Romo and Dak, there's no reason why they should have the worst record, all right, since the year 2000. Dak right now has to be the biggest choke artist, all right? People like to blame Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a stud next to this guy because he's had way more talent around him, all right? Kirk Cousins never had a good defense, never had a good offensive line. Dak has had that through his entire career. And this loss, I'm not blaming it just on Dak. I mean, it's the whole fucking team. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, everybody and their mother, they completely choke. Mean fucking house. It, it, the fact that the, the fact that at this point, like they were talking about before the game, and I don't know if you saw the report, that they were mm -hmm. willing to give Dak $60 million a year. Wow. For what? 
for what? Being a below wow. top 15 quarterback? No. Ridiculous. I, and, and if you're going to stick with Mike McCarthy, this tells you all you need to know if you're a one-star rating fan is that you're accepting mediocrity. That's what Jerry Jones is telling you. We're going to be mediocre until Jerry Jones relinquishes control of this team. Yep. This is what it's going to be. And people are like, oh, well, if they fire McCarthy, you know, Belichick's going to come here. No, Hang he's not. That's a nightmare made into like a fucking, like the worst made horror movie ever. Because, you know, Belichick's going to want control of this, control of that. And Jerry will not relinquish, will not relinquish any of it. He has to have a chokehold on everything. And, and to be honest with you, brother, if uh, if Belichick joins that team, he's not going to make much of a difference because, dude, Belichick is done, bro. Let, let's call it like it is, all right? He's not made for this new generation, and he's not going to go in there and do the same offensive thing like this for New England, bro. And so it, it's that's not the solution. It's not the solution. And whoever thinks that Belichick is a solution in that team, most likely Jerry Jones is, but you're right. I think it starts with... Taking Jerry, like his kids is going to be like that. Make this a fucking team. All right? Let's put a GM. Let's do this, okay? Let's just get a GM. Let's go ahead and get creative, you know, and stop stop running the operation, right? Let's, all right? When you got all the money in the world, you can probably have the best mind running this team and getting you, like, three more Super Bowls in the next, like, 15, the next 20 years, because the past 20 years have sucked ass. You know what I mean? Well, the last, like, 30-something years have sucked ass. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't. Bro, the Packers went in there and ran a fucking train on them. Jordan Love looked like Aaron Rodgers 2.0. Aaron Jones was like, you know what, guys? might be my last game as a Packer, but I'm going to go out with a bang. Three touchdowns, 118 yards. Romeo Dobbs was looking like CeeDee Lamb. Luke Musgrave was catching touchdowns. I mean, the youngest team in the league, all right, the, the with the least with the least experience, a first-year starting quarterback – while they go into your house where you've won 16 straight fucking games and you get ass slapped like that, dude. All right. This is like Debbie does Dallas 29 on fucking steroids. All right. That's how bad of a banging the fucking Cowboys got this weekend. Uh, it's insane. And I'm all here for it. You know, raw dog. Mm -hmm. Like nobody's ever been raw dog. Yep. Oh. My gosh, man. There was, there's, there was, picked them in the steel and teal picks. So Garrett got that one on me, but I got Garrett on Saturday. So, dude, I got everything right, man. You know what pisses me off about that, right? I had a nice four-leg parlay that I said I'm just gonna keep it. I'm gonna leave it there, right? I picked the over, and you you saw what I did my picks, right? I I picked the over, and I and I and I picked them on the money line, but so I picked the over. I picked Brandon Cooks over on catches, Ferguson over on catches, that hit, and Jordan Love over one and a half touchdown. And I have my it was a nice return of like a thousand plus a thousand, right? I said, this is good. Let me not get greedy. But I said to myself, I don't trust the spread, so I'm not going to pick the game. Then at the end, it was minus 350 for the money line. You're like, look, this is this is going to be a time that they win. And don't choke is this one. And when I picked it, I put it in. I'm like, oh, shit. Then I regretted it because then I started getting the eerie feeling. And when the game started and it was 27 nothing, like within a quarter, I'm like, yeah, there we go. Serves you well, dumbass. <laughs> Oh, that's like one of my fucking parlays. I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, this is going to hit. And then, <laughs> nope, shit, the fucking bed like Dallas did against Green Bay. Oh, man. <laughs> but listen, uh, one thing about the Cowboys, man, I mean, uh, it's crazy how, you know, Dak had over 400 yards and threw for three touchdowns. But you cannot give up those pick sixes like that, man. No, I especially, especially throwing one to Jair Alexander. Yep, absolutely. And then they score on that one. And then you go and you throw a pick six to Savage, who is clearly spying. Oh, my gosh. Even I saw it. I'm like, oh, here comes a pick six. Sure enough, there it is. Savage is running into the end zone like a fucking Savage. It is. No no pun intended. I mean, hey, I'm here for it, bro. That's one team that's down. And uh, it's all good. It's all good because Dallas, you know, we're listening. Beautiful thing that they, they have all this money, all this talent around them. And they just play one more week of football than the Giants did. And they're back in the couch with us in Cancun. <laughs> you know, th throwing it back, bro. Yep. You know, stay stay with the with the fucking choker situation here, man. Um, first of all, the, the Eagles. Um, I don't I don't want to call that a choke job because I call that game as well because they they were they were spiraling the last five of the seasons, and you and I have had the same sentiments when it comes to Baker Mayfield. This dude has been on a redemption tour 
like I've never seen another quarterback do a complete 180, all right, for his career. Number one pick, getting fucked, then being a journeyman technically with two different teams, right? I mean, the poor guy was sent to, like, oblivion football, football oblivion in the Panthers, right? Then goes to the Rams, has a nice game, gets picked up by the – by this team who puts a bunch of incentives on his contract, you know, it's like, listen, dude, prove yourself. Bro, goes to the playoffs, beats the defending Super Bowl sec, you know, Super Bowl contender handedly. I mean, what a game he had. Threw for three touchdowns. Uh, dude, one thing you could always say, he has heart, right? Nobody ever said that he doesn't have heart. Uh, but absolutely, man, I am happy for the guy because, uh, you know, he has a chip on his shoulder and he plays better as an underdog. Cleveland. Yep. Ooh, you wish you had this fucking Baker Mayfield. That's a sure because where's Watson standing next to CJ yep. Stroud and people are like, who's this guy next to Stroud? And CJ Stroud's like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is because I made you all forget who he is. Yep. That's crazy. Right now, every so there's been two things that have backfired and has that has backfired, but that has that that's keep cementing how bad of a contract that was. One, they draft a quarterback who is a thousand times better than Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson was good in the damn Texas. That's not, that's not, I'm not going to lie. But CJ Stroud erased that in one season, all right, by going to the fucking Browns and making them their bitches. That's one. Two, Baker telling you guys again, I was the better quarterback. I was not the problem. You guys were the problem, all right? You effed everything up. You screwed me. I gave you my blood, sweat, and tear playing hurt left and right. And guess what, dude? I got two playoffs wins. Me taking you bozos, all right, once, you know what I mean, and winning a playoff game. And then I did it again with a different team, so I wasn't the problem. The Browns look like the biggest shit show organization in the in the world. And they, they just keep doing stuff shit that comes back and bites them in the ass to keep proving that they are the worst organization probably in the history of the NFL. And I'm here for it. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are, man. Oh, and by the way, you know they added a new they added a new award over the weekend. What do they What do they add? Disappearing player of the year, and that goes to has anyone seen Miles Garrett? Six oh, that's five. true. Oh, PAF man, PPFF. There you go, buddy. Great job choosing. You just fucked Miles Garrett up. You know. It's... Oh, man. Listen, let me tell you something. What's impressive, man, C.J. Stroud, dude. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a rookie quarterback go in his, place, in his first playoff game, annihilate a team in three quarters, and then sit, get sit down, get benched, <laughs> and put in the backup. I've watched a lot of football. I, I've never seen a rookie quarterback start his first playoff game and not finish it because they were shellacking the hell out of the other team so bad. Never seen that before. He's like, so a Browns fan was he messages me on Twitter and he's like, Oh, CJ Stroud ain't gonna do shit. So I Dude. went to YouTube and I fucking found the, the uh, Ohio State Georgia game when CJ mm-hmm. Stroud like decimates them. I was like, This is your fate in a few hours. Just watch this game because this is what's gonna happen to you fucking clowns and you're done. And sure enough, God, I love being right, man. This is crazy. Let me tell you something. He did you see? He made a throw to Nico Collins, man. When he when he went, when he actually did you see that throw, bro? A flick of the wrist, forty five yards. I'm like, put it with Nico while he was getting banged up. I mean, that tells you everything about that guy. I mean, he is such. I think we did a similar parlay mm-hmm. when we took Ford. Yes. When we took karate kicking fucking Kareem Hunt. I know, man. We should have taken fucking white beater boy, man. I'm telling you, that fucked us up. That, that really fucked us up. But uh, CJ's built different, man. I think the Texans have a nice core, young group, man. Um, he is he is legit. I've been a fan of his since day one. Um, they got to be around for a while, man. I, f- I feel sorry for Garrett, bro. But he, it used to be the Jaguars' uh, division. Now it's up for grabs, man. Every year it's going to be a dogfight. Well, and the other thing, too, is, and this is what I think cements D'Amico Ryans as coach of the year. Yes. Because usually a rebuild, and I'm sure you could agree, takes mm-hmm. two to three, max four years. Yes. He did this in one year. One so year. They, so Texans fans, find yourself a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. Shake their hand like you would a, you know, a veteran in the Army, the Marines, the Navy. Yep. Shake their hand and say thank you for your shitty fucking franchise trading for our Predator quarterback 
okay? And then Dude. giving us a king's ransom that turned into Christian Harris or Christian mm-hmm. Woods, whatever his last name is. Yep. That turned into Tank Dell. Yep. It turned into Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. It turned into C.J. Stroud, okay? It turned into all that in one year. Tank Dell is not even playing because he's out for the season. Imagine Tank Dell in this offense. Because he was the best receiver in that team when he went down. Miami against Denver. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that was crazy. I was I was nuts. I'm happy for CJ. Dude is legit, man. He is he is the next up. Um, it is it is what it is, man. Uh let me see here. Staying in the in the we're gonna keep doing a few more of those games before we do our predictions. Bro, let me tell you something, man. Uh Josh Allen is a one man wrecking crew, bro. I mean, that team, and I know it's your Pittsburgh Steelers, bro, right? You know, and I know it's, it's a sour note here, but even as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Josh Allen is, is it's a one-man wrecking crew, bro. I'll give him credit. He's talented, yeah. but he has the whiniest bitch on the field. You know, you can't I be mean, perfect. I mean, he wants every fucking flag. I mean, my Mason Rudolph had the same hit earlier in the game. No flag. Josh Allen sitting there whining and crying like he's a Kardashian that got left at the fucking altar, and he gets a friggin' flag thrown. I mean, but again, you have Steeler fans saying that this game is because of the refs. No, not it's not 100%. No, I mean, did the refs miss a lot of calls? I bet your ass they did, but they weren't prepared. Mason no. did the best he could. Yep. You had no ball control. You, you you literally had no run game. Why are you running east-west with Najee Harris when he's a down-the-middle running back who could barrel through anybody is beyond me. Dude, when you saw Mason Rudolph sling it that much, that much at the beginning of the game, you knew the game was over because that's not your identity. You know, his the, the throwing game comes from the run game, and that's how you knew when it was like, oh, fuck. And that in those conditions, that kind of weather – I mean, look, Josh Allen himself – Threw it less than Mason Rudolph. He went 21 for 30. Rudolph attempted 39 times. He had three touchdowns via air, and then the dude had another freaking 74 yards on the ground with that 52-yard touchdown. But that was the difference, right? They, they kept that balance. And remember what I told you this past Friday when we did Cigars and Sports? It's like, dude, you know, having him with 74 rushing yards and James Cook with another 70-something, you got two running backs and you're getting – and they outrush the Steelers. You know what I mean? So – it is what it is. I mean, you had freaking uh, – and look, Diggs, again, Diggs hasn't been nowhere to be found, all right, for like half of the season. I mean, Kincaid had the other receivers. This guy, Khalil Shakir, had, you know, had a touchdown. Dawson Knox had a touchdown. It's not like they have a great explosive offense. I mean, it's Josh Allen making all this shit work with with nothing, dude. I mean, he's making, you know, chicken soup out of chicken shit. You know what I mean? That's why I give him a lot of credit. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you do, but now they, you know – now you got to play Kansas City. That's tough. I, <laughs> who I think they have their number one receiver in Rasheed Rice. Yep, well, he is. You could duplicate what Mahomes and Tariq Hill did with Rice and Mahomes. They have the same skill set. Mm-hmm. In essence, can duplicate that. So, I mean, do you, do I see Kansas City beating Buffalo? Oh, I think it's, yeah. I haven't really, yeah. We're, we'll talk about it when we do the predictions, but I think it's going to be a closer game than it is. And I think for once, it's not like a clear-cut game. You know, like like a couple of years ago when they met each other, they had that shootout, and Mahomes won it because they went to overtime. And, you know, the overtime rules kind of suck. You know what I'm saying, dude? Which it is what it is. Brady benefited from that rule a lot in his career. So, you know, you can't you can't really say anything. The, the rules are there to be abused, so... But I think I'm looking forward to that game. That's actually one of my favorite games. That and the Ravens and the um, and the Texans. Those are my two favorite games coming next week. Uh, but yeah, man, listen, your Steelers got a lot of things to work out, man. He gets a lot of holes in the organization. Tomlin, I think, said today that they had a meeting with the team, and he is coming back for his last year, which I think you should do that before you want to. You know, he still has more year left. What's the point of letting him go? What's your alternative? The last I read, he's coming back, and that they're going to work on a long-term extension. Which, yep. okay, yep. that's fine. But then you got to change part of the culture of this franchise. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the game, Najee coming out and saying, you know, there's not a lot of discipline. We have to change mm-hmm. the culture and all this stuff. Cam came out today. He's saying, it, you know, it's not that. So you have a, you have dissension in the locker room, which is part of your problem in Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, you you got to get a different offensive coordinator. And you're not getting that. 
you're not getting that next coordinator knowing that next year might be Tomlin's last year. That's why you have to do the long-term extension before you get the next best offensive coordinator mm-hmm. out there. Like bring in Mike Rabel to be the offensive coordinator. I don't give a shit because then when Tomlin walks away, there's your safety net. Rabel yep. could take the head coaching position. We've seen it. Do, we've seen it do it, right? Honestly, I think the Titans really just want to flush house because, dude, Rabel could you could have kept it for one more year. You know what I mean? But but yeah, Rabel could be that guy. He wasn't a bad coach in Tennessee. It's just no, he wasn't. You, had, you had a shit quarterback in Tannehill. Mm-hmm. You had lightning in the bottle when the when they went to the AFC Championship game yep. and choked. Other than that, yep. I mean, you had four straight playoff appearances. But what Dude. did you really have after that? And I think ownership just used Rabel as the scapegoat to clean yep. house. He, he was coach of the year a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? So and now, and, and now you just ship him off like he's fucking trash. Yep, absolutely, man. Now this game was entertaining right here, man. The the Rams and the uh, and the Detroit Lions, both quarterbacks, man. You know they both had a storyline. We traded for each other. I won it when you couldn't in the in uh, in L.A. But you know you're over here now, and I'm coming back home to prove myself. This game, if it wasn't that that pass interference, I mean that missed pass interference could have changed a whole alternative here. But it was entertaining. Nobody really complained about it. Uh, look, the Rams, I think you keep this band together one more year because I think you, you, you got people on their salary. Puka Nakua is that dude, all right? Uh, Kyron Williams, who did not have a great game, is that dude. It's still rushed for four and a half, four point six nine 4.69 yards per carry. Uh, Matthew Stafford, has, I think he still has some bullets left in that clip, my man. 367, two touchdowns. Uh, look, it was a very entertaining game, but... You know, shout out to the Lions, man. I mean, look, it, they were due for one, right? They haven't won a playoff game and God knows how long. So, uh, I'm 42, so they haven't won one in 30 years. Yes, 30 years. It's the first, the second, th- yeah, that's right. You know, Goff, Goff went in there and played his game. Don't turn the ball over, right? The running game has been huge. And remember, you and I called it. Sam Laporta, even though he was playing at 100%, dude, the guy just catches touchdowns. You know what I mean? Three targets, 14 yards, but that was a huge touchdown and a catch that not a other single wide receiver made in the end zone. He was the only wide receiver to make a catch. The other two touchdowns were Jameer Gibbs and uh, and Montgomery. You know what I mean? It was a very, very tough game from both ends. I think both coaches were just moving chess pieces, man. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, man, it's just just a matter of seconds and, and, a, and, a, and a call here and there and – but in the big spot, McVay got out coached by a rookie head coach. Well, mm-hmm. not well, second year. No, no, coach. no. Yeah, Meathead, Meathead has been around for three years now. And remember, he, I'm he, sorry, Lions fans. Yeah, remember Meathead also also coached. He was an interim head coach for the Dolphins when they fired Philbin way back when. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's no, no. Look, he paid his dues. I, I'm a I'm a Dan Campbell fan because the guy's a typical meathead. I'm gonna run through the fucking wall. Hey, where's my keg? Where's the fucking keg? I'm gonna do some keg stands and get hammered. That's the kind of guy. And people like that individual. He he attracts it. Whether he's gonna be the guy to take a team to the Super Bowl, I don't know. He's not playing with a full deck. I mean, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. But however, he's still alive in the playoffs. He's done a great job with that team. They drafted well, and he's been able to get the best out of all these players. So I give him a shout out. He's still alive. Let's see what he does next next week, man. All right, you know what I'm saying? So it's gonna it's gonna be a nice matchup. Dallas and the Eagles being out kind of kind of makes it a little easier to get to the NFC Conference uh, Championship. So. Oh man. So I I actually picked the 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 the, the spread on this game. And uh and it hit it was plus 3. So they lost by 1 point. So let me uh, let me hit the comments real quick, Jim. All right, uh Ravery Sports Podcast. Why anyone won Bill Belichick as a coach at this point? I don't I don't know. It was great, but he's 72. That's right. He's 72 and however, he's also, you know, way behind the times when he comes to this new age office, bro. Now, but before before you went live and I hopped on, there's mm-hmm. something else I seen. He wants to go to a, a team with talent but underachieves. I wonder why. Yeah, because exactly. Pressure. It is. None it at is. All. There's no high expectations. Like if he were to, even though the Eagles said if they fire Serrani, they wouldn't even entertain it. That's oh why. God. That's why Dallas shouldn't even entertain it. That's why the Falcon job is pretty much perfect. 
It is, and we're gonna we're gonna hit that when we get closer because he's part of my case. It is for him. I mean, that team is pretty well equipped. All he needs is a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? All he needs is a quarterback. So, listen, maybe Cleveland could trade Watson to Atlanta. Yep, that's true. That's true, man. Fucking Baker Mayfield, man. Uh, you got to give him a shout out, bro. Yeah, that that dude. As much as I didn't like his ass, and he's cocky and shit. I I I like when individuals, you know, get knocked down on the ground and get back up again. You know what I'm saying? That is the most. That is that is usually the biggest, the biggest character uh, buildup that any man can ever get. You know, when you're on top, get your ass knocked down, and then you're forced to like eat eat crud and then get back up there again, and you and you become a better person for it. That those are the individuals who go back. And talking about a better person, uh, it's not the Miami Dolphins because again, for gazing since day one, fake as hell, and it was proven this week. I don't care how cold it was. Even if it was like 90 degrees, Miami was not going to beat the Chiefs in uh, Arrowhead. So it's just, again, they're, you know, Tua, 199. I mean, it was just bad overall. Tua didn't play great. I know it was cold. Uh, everybody was banged up. But the fact that, you know, you cannot, it's unacceptable that from, from Mike McDaniel to not involve all that talent in the backfield. I know most of just got back, but Devon Achain, who you've seen, he's a baller. He is, he's a multi-purpose, multi-skill back. To only have six carries and nine yards, that's on the coach. You can't you gotta draw, you gotta do better than that. Bad game plan, bad execution. All over the place. Bad, bad everything. You know, again, I, I get you down, you know, your top pass rushers and, and all that. But I mean, come on. <laughs> you, you know. Even with the weather factor, mm-hmm. two has got a good skill set, but again, yep. that's, that's not the guy that's getting you to the Super Bowl. No, not with that no. talent. Even with all that talent, he's not the guy to do it. I hate to say it. I've been saying this day one. I love the guy. The guy is a battler, but the guy has heart, man. He's his own worst enemy because he's got to get hurt. Uh, and but again, it's you know back to back seasons, first round out after starting like a house of fire, man. So. You know, it's not how you start the, the year, man. It's how you finish. And both years, they started hot and finished completely completely under the bottom here, man. So, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes does what he does best, bro. Threw for a touchdown. Had himself 41 yards on the ground. Made some plays. Rasheed Rice, again, I think he's emerging, as we've seen it little by little, as the wide receiver one of this team. And uh, if you could get this production from Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey – Seven receptions, eight receptions, you know what I'm saying? That kind of production, it definitely helps uh, pick up the slack for all these plumbers you have here. Noah Gray, Marcus Scantling, Richie James, uh, Nicole Hardman. It helps a little bit pick up the slack for all these cab drivers and dishwashers they call wide receivers in their team. So, so uh, let me go to this comment real quick over here by our boy, uh, Ravery Sports. Uh, yeah, I think the Eagles might be going – I mean, look – Here's the thing. When it comes to firing a coach, what else is out there? All right. Is it better than what you have right now? That's why you fire a coach. If you know you got to pick up somebody better. That's my take, right? There's coaches here that are successful. You know, maybe not winning, but they've been over 500, like Sirianni. I think this is one of those that if you're the organization, it's like it's more than just coaching. You have a problem in the locker room. Now, if it's the coach's fault, like it was with – with Staley up in uh, what you call it in in, uh, in the Chargers and all that kind of shit, then yeah, you may have to cut the coach. But in this case, I, I think it's more of a personnel issue here, and um, they they but they got a lot of issues. Man, this team did not look great, and I don't think the team was buying into uh, Jalen Hurts' leadership as well this season. Well, no, because you see it all year long where like players are coming up to him and they're like, "Yeah, AJ Brown." We seen Dallas Goddard do it last night. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't put that. I mean, yeah, you got to put that on the coach because he's got to set the tone. Yep. I mean, the guy got you to the Super Bowl last year. To the Super Bowl last year, you knew that was going to be with new coordinators that went off to Arizona and and Indy, Mm -hmm. right? You knew that you were going to bring in two coordinators that maybe didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I I understand when something like this happens, the the immediate reaction is fire the coach, fire the coach. But if you're an Eagles fan, who just wants to blame the coach? No. I'm gonna tell you right now, you don't. You obviously haven't seen what else has been going on the whole year. You haven't seen AJ Brown's tirades on mm-hmm. the sideline. 
you haven't seen the fact that Hurts is playing banged up all, yep, year. all year long. The fact that they didn't gel at all. And and granted, yeah, you started 10 and 1, and then the downward spiral came, and I think it was just everybody's had enough all the bullshit yeah. in the locker room. And where it should have been kept in the locker room transpired to the field. And you've seen it, and it affected it affected everybody in a different way. And I don't know if Hertz is the guy who can handle that pressure. I don't know if he can. This season, uh, you know, was it's 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 a great thing when everybody's on top, right? And uh and everybody's winning, right? That's great. Unfortunately, when you have the years like like this, which is the uh, the turbulent years and the turmoil. That's how these quarterbacks, like Brady handled this over and over again in his career with New England. You know what I mean? That's how you know whether you're going to be the guy that's going to be successful for this team or or not. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it is what it is, man. Um, uh, it sucks, bro. It really do sucks for, the, for this team. And um, I think if they – I don't think firing the coach this season is the answer. You know, you got other you got you got problems there that the coach that you need to help the coach with, and uh, you know, in order to keep moving forward. So let me go to the co- let's see what we got here. Uh, shoot, here we go. Yep, Sirianni's been thirty four and seventeen. This guy at one point was third was uh, thirty three and like eleven. You know what I'm saying, dude? You know, in three seasons. So again, if you don't have anything better than the alternative, which I don't think they do, it is what it is. Uh, hold on a second. That's my sports. Uh, that's my sport. Bradbury was the MVP of the game. Hey, you could you could say that. You could have, you could you could definitely say that, right? <laughs> uh, thank you for jumping on. Uh, that's my sport and Reverie Sports. We appreciate we appreciate the support. Oh man, so here, so uh, let's let's jump on to some of these matchups here. All right, uh, let's go and kind of like break these quick not the games next week. Let's do let's see what we have. We're not gonna go into too much detail picks, but. Let me see here. Let me bring up. Let me bring up my graphic. All right, divisional weekend, baby, is next week. You know, we got a total of uh, eight games: two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Like I mentioned, the two marquee matchups for me. I am dying to see two young quarterbacks. You know, an MVP. The next up, Ravens have their best team they've ever had against a team that went in there and manhandled the Browns and really do not have anything to lose. But everything to gain in the Texans because CJ Stroud definitely is that dude. Um, let's go, let's leave that one for last, right? All right, let, why don't we go? We'll leave that one for last. But we're gonna start with the Bucks and the Lions. But after what I saw last week, I mean, this past uh, yesterday, I mean, the Lions have a better offense. They they are probably gonna slap the Bucks. They're gonna go out there quicker. Uh, but the Bucks defense is not a joke. I think the Bucks defense. You, you see what they did last night, man. They, they get after the quarterback. Their middle is strong. Uh, unfortunately, they have a really bad rushing game and, and from the offensive side. But their defense is a defense that can win games in, in the postseason, which I give them a plus for that. Um, the Lions, again, you know, Laporta can get healthier one more week, and they play the same way they play the Rams. I think the Lions are should be able to take this one. I'm not going to talk about the spread. What do you think? But I wouldn't be surprised if Baker pulls another rabbit out of his ass. I think this game's a lot closer than any than people are gonna. I think, think so too. But I think the Lions pull it out because they just offensively they're just they're just better. They have more weapons than what Tampa has. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you got. I, I mean, you have Amon St. Brown who could literally get open at any point. Yep. You have Gibbs and Montgomery you can use out of the backfield as, as as receiving weapons. You have Laporta. You have Williams, who's coming on now. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the, the fucking Reynolds kid, Jeff Reynolds, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, can still go. You have him as well, and you have and you have a pretty de- decent defense. I mean, their secondary is it's a little suspect. A little suspect at times, yeah. but then again, Baker is wildly inaccurate at times. Will mm-hmm. overthrow people, and if you can make, if you can get Baker to make enough mistakes. That's how you the beat Lions, them. The Lions can easily beat them by like 10. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that it could go either a 10-point win, a close game win, or the Bucks actually pulling it off, you know, on a very close game. But, you know, right now, you, it's like I said, it's postseason football, man. You got two teams that are, you know, 
that have never been in that situation before with their current quarterbacks. You know, they've been there before. You know, not the Lions. The Lions have never been there. But but the Bucks were there with Brady. This is Baker Mayfield, not Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? So which I'll see. But I think definitely give the nod to the Lions. But I would not be surprised if this game can go the other way. And it's definitely gonna, like you said, I agree with you. It's gonna be a lot closer than you think. All right, the Green Bay Packers and the uh, 49ers. Look, the 49ers, I don't think, are the fucking cowboys. I think that the, the 49ers are going to do what Dallas should have done. All right, manhandle a young team that has no experience and a bad O-line. All right, because this defense is that good. The offense is that good. And I don't see Purdy making mistakes. I see Christian McCaffrey with 150 or 200 all-purpose yards and a couple of touchdowns. Debo getting loose. Are you getting loose? This is not going to be a close game, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't looked at the spread yet. Great win for the Packers. They're proving that, hey, Aaron Rodgers, who we got Jay Love, will take this first win, right, in this first season in the playoffs, and we'll be happy with that check because I think the 49ers are not the Dallas Cowboys. They are a much, much better team and well more run, better run and coach. Without a doubt, I mean – can Green Bay keep up with them for a bit? Maybe, but once once Kyle Shanahan says, all right, enough's enough, let's fucking put the pedal to the metal, that's it. McCaffrey's going to go off. Debo's going to go off. You may even see a Kyle Juszczyk touchdown in this game. Hey, man. Kyle Juszczyk's wife, did you see all the jackets she's making now, bro? She made that shit for Taylor the Ho, and then, you know, she has to do this. She had like 400,000 followers overnight. She's got to be selling these letter jackets left and right, bro. Guess what, man? Kyle Juszczyk just found himself some extra revenue, all right? Actually, he, Kyle Juszczyk is, is such a key. I mean, they everybody in that team, like, buys that, buys that dude dinner because he doesn't make a lot of money. He's a fullback, right? But he does everything that makes everybody else looks better. Makes Debo looks good because he's doing a block. Fuck it. Another blocker for uh, McCaffrey, you know, getting in the end zone. And everybody loves that guy, bro, because he – so that, that guy is a big factor whether he's getting in the end zone or not. So, um, but, yeah, that, that's not going to be close. I don't see Green Bay going up 27 nothing like the middle on, on Dallas. It's not going to happen. I think the only way you see that is if, like, key guys on the 49ers defense, like, is, uh, you know, if they lose significant – Somebody goes down. That's it. For that to happen, you need like two people to go down. You need both uh, uh, Bosa and what's the other guy to uh, fucking go down. That's the only way that's going to happen. You would need Chase Young to go down, Bosa, yep. Fred Warner. Warner, yeah, that's right. To go down. I'll tell you right now, though, I mean, Love does look good, and his numbers are a bit better than Rodgers' first yes. year as a starter. So. Yep. But listen, dude, Dallas was so lost on defense. For a team that has that good of a defense, I mean, Love was making some throws that you were like, dude, he's falling backwards and to his right. He's not doing this on purpose. He's just because on the no- a good defense would have read that shit as soon as he got off, and that would have been a pick six or been a pick, you know what I mean? Or they would have forced something. I mean, he made some throws that Dallas should have been on top of that. And so again, bad planning and bad scheming. The the defensive coordinator for um, you know, he's no D'Amico Ryan. For the Niners, right, or Robert Salad, but he's better than probably Dan Quinn because you know that's what Dan Quinn's not going to be. He's taking a coaching job again the hell out of Dallas before shit gets even worse, you know. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah, that's that's uh, that, I think that's going to be a decisive game. That's a no contest. Um, Kansas City against uh, Josh Allen, first year Kansas City's playing in the fucking road, baby, in all their years in the postseason. That is wild to freaking uh, you know, apart from the Super Bowl. To fandom, you know, that's how good Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City team has been since Patrick Mahomes became the starter. Um, Josh Allen, you know, and, and him go back, they have one of the best rivalries in football. I don't see this not changing, and I think we're going to see a competitive game. Um, I think it's going to be competitive, and not only that, from the weather standpoint, this is going to be just as cold as it was in Kansas City. So, yep, which both teams play in that same weather. So, again, that the weather factor is kind of like. It's, it keeps it's a neutral environment because they're both used to that shit. So it, it's not like the Dolphins coming into town. You know what I mean, dude? So <laughs> no, that it's not. So, but I would, I I gotta I. Uh, well, look, look, look. At this point, I know where you're going. I gotta go Kansas City. I just think, I I just think somehow Mahomes pulls out a little magic at the end. 
So I'm, I want Josh Allen to, to beat Mahomes for once, right? I like that whole Brady versus Peyton Manning, and right now Brady is Mahomes. You know what I mean? Where Manning just fucking kept knocking on the door, man, and Brady just kicking his ass down. And until that one year, they never made the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's still so, you know, numbers-wise, yeah, they're there. But championship-wise and wins-wise, Brady Brady owns Peyton. Not Eli, but Peyton, all right? Um, however, I, I, I want Josh Allen to actually get one on Mahomes because I think he got screwed in that fucking overtime game because of the rules. He didn't get screwed. He just got the short end of the stick because that's just the rules, right? It is what it is. The rules are there, you know, and it happens, bro. Next time, score a touchdown is what I always say. Um, but – Man, uh, I think Josh, you know, Mahomes, again, better coaching. I think be- their, their defense is better. Uh, I think the secondary of the Buffalo Bills is a little bit better. They're finally healthy. Uh, just Josh Allen scares you because he could do what he did last week, but also throw two picks in the next game. Yep. So that's kind of where it goes. Hart says Josh Allen, but I think Kansas City is going to win this one. You know what I mean? Because I, I Kansas City because Josh Allen – if you can make him make mistakes, and yeah. it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas City doesn't have like they, they don't have the greatest secondary, but Sneed will yes. make Diggs disappear yet again, and it'll be like playing Where's Waldo out there? Like yep. Where's Diggs? Oh, we can't find him because he's gonna be fucking smothered all game. And and I think the key the key for Buffalo is of course Allen not to turn it over, but Allen needs to play the same way he played last week, right? Keep it conservative, make the smart throws, take off when you need to, because that's going to be another thing. Because, you know, the front line is nasty, bro. They got to get after the quarterback. And 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 they're made for a mobile quarterback. You know what I mean? So he's going to have a tough time. They got to play him a lot better than, than your front nine, because TJ Watts was in there. So that's the reason why he was able to get, you know, through that 52 yard run at one point, what the hell happened with the tackling? You know what I mean? You bunched him up and he stood. I mean, like he's a big dude. He's a big dude and he's strong. But that's where the 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 lack of uh, you know not having TJ there, you know what I'm saying, throughout the game, the wear and tear finally opened up a hole. So let's see what we got here. Uh, back to the comments. Bills at Ravens AFC Championship game. All right, all right, we get. It could go either way, man. Uh, that's what my heart is saying. But uh, you know, cat, you got to beat the champ, and nobody has beat the champ yet, and that's Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, and of course, the best game of the week is the Ravens and Texans. I, I just this is one of those matchups. You're like, man, I'm sorry, Jim. I didn't want your team to win because I wanted to see this instead of the Steelers. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, but, you know, you think about it because you know, if, if your your Steelers would have beat the Buffalo Bills, I think the less the worst record uh, would have played the best the best record. So would have been Steelers Ravens part three, yep. and yep. we know the last eight matchups, the Steelers are seven and one against yep. the Ravens. We got to put that out there. Yeah, no, it's it's there. But this one is interesting from the standpoint of this is the most complete team I think Baltimore's ever had. Absolutely. And you might get Mark Andrews back for this game. Mm. So now if Lamar has wow. all his weapons, this may not even be that close. Dude, think about this. If they put Likely and 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 Andrews lighting up next to each other, those two tight ends. That's like having like another two extra wide receivers out there. I mean, likely can line up a wide receiver, Andrews at tight end, uh, Zay Flowers, OBJ. Oh, geez, dude. All right. Even freaking uh, Rashad Master Bateman somewhere else. Dude, it, it's wild, man. They, they could run. And, and Lamar Jackson back there, like, oh, what happened? Hey, I'm going to have all this space in front of me because they don't know who the hell to, you know, guard. I mean, to a cover, it's it's a really uh, interesting, uh, you know, way to match up. And, and you could do a lot of different things. Harbaugh can go ham a lot of the different formations if Andrews is back. Because likely has played better than, has played as good as Andrews in his absence. You know what I mean? He's that good. Um, but, man, again, C.J. Stroud's got to be competitive. We know it's going to be, he's got to compete, whether it's going to be a blowout or not. Um, but it is, it is, this defense is different. You're playing at Baltimore. Uh, it's not like they're coming to your house, right? Like you and I called it. That defense or the or the Browns, who like we said on Friday, don't play the same in Cleveland that it does in the road. And you saw that. You saw that a hundred percent. And look, does not sleep on the defense with the uh, of the of the Texans either. All right, they 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 could make plays. So, 
They can make plays, but I think I like the Ravens on this like you. I think it should be a should be a convincing game. Maybe not a super blowout, but you know, I think it's gonna be. I gotta see where the spread is. Uh and I think definitely the Ravens on this. Lamar is headed to the AFC championship game, um, either against the Bills or Kansas City. But that's that's definitely for sure. He's a man on like I said this morning, he's a man on a mission. He is. You know, he's listen, he's proving he's worth every he is. of that contract right now. Every year. That's every year. That other guy in the AFC North who's just spending it at massage parlors and yep. warehouses. Oh. This guy is the epitome of, of what you call a professional quarterback, man, and uh, a guy that I told you, pay me because I'm going to be here for the long run, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to be, be successful, and that's what they did. They're, they year one, he, he has them. He has them right now. I'm in the playoffs, and let's see what happens this year. They might, he might, they might be heading to the AFC Championship game, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty shortly about that. So. Oh, man, let me see here. All right, Jim, so usually what I do, right, I usually got like, you know, go to the week and shit like that. But since it's like the end of the season, I don't have enough options. We're going to do something called In Case You Missed It, all right, Trending Headlines. So it's called Trending Headlines In Case You Missed It, where I'm going to hit the today's top headlines. We're going to, you know, react on them real quick before we share Ah, damn it! That was the wrong intro. I got too, I got, I got too many of them, dude. I got way too many of them. I almost hit our uh, cigars and sport intro as well. Well, this is called trending headlines. In case you miss it. So first and foremost, here, uh, let me go ahead and uh, we have. Uh, in case you missed it, we have Mister. Um, uh, Bill Belichick uh, decides that he actually had an interview, uh, Jim, with uh, with the Falcons. All right, like we said earlier, man, I honestly think this is a good fit for Bill. That team uh, is missing a quarterback, pretty much. Great running game, pretty good, decent defense. Pitts has been underutilized and underused and not used correctly, whatever way you want to put it. Uh, also. You have a great running game in Bijan, Tyler Algier. There's pieces that fits Bill's model, if you want to say that, right? But if Bill goes to another team, his ass better bring a good damn offensive coordinator and stay the fuck out of the offensive play caller. Just work on the defense. I think, honestly, if you bring in Belichick, I think Atlanta's got to you, – you got to trade up to get one of the kids coming out. I – absolutely. Absolutely. Because – and not only that, we know what Bill could do with good tight ends. He did mm-hmm. it with Aaron Sanders. He did mm-hmm. it with He's done it with a lot of them that have come and gone through New England through over the course of 20-plus years. So, Put it this way. It's not – It's uh, he, whatever quarterback that's available out there to trade or free agency, right, non-drafted, um, it's not the answer. Don't trade for Kyler Murray. That's not his quarterback. Russell Wilson is not going to be his guy. It's not the kind of quarterback he wants. And if we bring, if he does the move of bringing Jimmy Garoppolo, who he loves, would be the biggest mistake you could ever do. But Bill is that kind of senile as well, so you know, yeah, be careful. Well, it's seventy-two. That'll happen. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's getting he's getting out there. So uh, let me see. Next, uh, man, check this out. Um, let me see what I have next. So uh, Jason Kelsey decided he was he's retiring, man. After uh, after twelve seasons, he uh, he made the announcement uh, to his teammates this past uh, today. Actually, he went out there his teammates and uh, made the announcement, man, that he uh, he is uh, calling it quits after twelve seasons. And uh, look, this guy, you know, one of the Kelsey brothers, he's gonna have, make a lot of money in uh, podcasting because they have the number one podcast. He's gonna go ahead and go do different things out here. He's got to go and probably work for one of the major networks. He's fine, but this guy had a good career, man. Seven-time Pro Bowler, six-time first-team All-Pro, Super Bowl champ. He is uh, he is a classic dude, on and off the field. He's he's one of those. He's probably one of the most humble guys in the NFL. Yep, and just a humble person in general. Absolutely. Not, not the bad thing you could say about Jason Kelsey he doesn't come off as a fucking douche nozzle. Nope. He's, nope. he's a team guy and. Hey, listen, he, he stuck it out, but he, even he's kind of st- – I think I think if the Eagles won last night, 
and went back to the Super Bowl, I don't know if he's calling it quits. I think he no. would have gotten another run, but I think all the nonsense in the locker room, I think he's like, you know what? I can't do I, I can't do this no more. You know what? I'm married. I got what, one or two kids at home. I don't I need that make, I can make more doing a podcast with my brother and mm-hmm. you know, being an analyst on like CBS or Fox Dude. or whatever. Bro, you know, or even go to ESPN, add him to the Monday night crew, and maybe get Joe. I can't stand Joe Buck, but yeah, maybe Jason Kelsey with Troy Aikman. Hey, listen, they'll, they'll put his ass anywhere. He could make the Sunday start, whatever the pregame. He'll be a, a quick, a quick item. And this is what kind of duty is, man. Look at him last year when he lost when his when he lost to his brother in the Super Bowl. As soon as he goes and hugs his mom, and this is the kind of value this kid was raised with. Check out this clip. Celebrate with Trav. Okay. <laughs> See that? Hey, listen. He just finished playing his brother, and he goes, "Let's celebrate with Trav." In the fucking biggest game, I probably would have knocked my brother out. You know what I mean? That that would have been the case. I would have. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what would have happened. Ah, uh, let me see what else we got here going on. Um, before we go on to the next, in case you missed it, I got one more. But here's here's another cool clip that I forgot to play when I were talking about the Rams and the uh, and the uh, Lions. But this is uh, an exchange between. Uh, hold on. Look at an exchange between Stafford and um, and uh, Jared Goff. Man, that Stafford's another class act. He's always been a, a, a dude that has always played the right. You know, regardless whether he lost or not, always been a, a, a stand up individual and, and you know on and off the field as well. So check this out. Appreciate it, He told him, go out there and win it all. All right? The hell, man. I mean, look, he had, he spent a lot of good years in the in the Lions, so I he, he doesn't have ill feeling against uh against that team. You know what I mean? So well, I just know at this point it just it was just it was nothing personal, you know. It it's just business, and and that's what it is. That's just what it was. The Rams were in a we got to build, you know, you know we got to win now mode. You know, you had the issues then with McVay and Goff, obviously, mm-hmm. and that was the simplest way. Even though the Rams gave up way more than they needed to, but still to get the guy to to win you a Super Bowl and then to go back to Detroit. And fans can boo them, you know. Listen, I understand why you booed them. It's the playoffs, you know. Obviously, you're going to boo the visiting team. But I think at the end, even Lions fans appreciate all that Stafford gave to them. You know, all the all the injured games he played in and just all that. I mean, you can say that Stafford helped give the Lions their first playoff win in 30 years. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. That's true because he went in there, you know, and – uh, yeah, uh, that's my sports says Bill to the Eagles. Man, that would be a shit show I would pay for. Yeah, but it's not going to happen because no. the, the Eagles pretty much already put the kibosh on that one. They're like, nope, we're not even interested, not even doing it. No, absolutely. That's true. Uh, here we go. Let me go to another comment here before I go to the last one. Hard not to feel good for golf and the Lions. It's true. It's true, man. That, that, that franchise has been, you know, it's been banged up, man. It's been... I mean, probably next to the Browns, uh, they were probably one of those lovable losers, right? You know what I mean? That can win, miss the playoffs, number one pick of number one pick. Calvin Johnson retired early. I mean, dude, it's it's you got the greatest running back of all time playing for you because I think Barry Sanders is better than Emmett Smith because he played a lot shorter, and he decided to retire early for health reasons. I mean, dude, they had players, but they you know they just couldn't be able to put it together. So, uh, the next one, in case you missed it, I don't know if you heard about this, Jim and. I like Charles Barkley. He's one of my favorite guys because he doesn't give a fuck, right? He just doesn't straddle the line. He'll go one way and one way only, and he'll tell you the truth. And he was pretty pissed off, and he's right about the Bulls over the weekend held a Ring of Honor ceremony where Michael Jordan didn't show up, Pippen didn't show up, Rotman didn't show up, 
And, you know, Jerry Krause is dead, and his wife is there, and the fucking fans blew the shit on this old lady who's 90-something years old. I mean, there was a douchebag of the week, my man, in our show. It will be the Chicago Bulls fan for this bullshit. Uh, but here what Charles Barkley said, and uh, in case you missed it, uh, trending in sports. This was trending all day yesterday because he said this after his game. Check it out. I want, I, I want to be very careful here because, you know, Chicago, I love that city, but what happened in Chicago the other night was a disgrace. It was a flat-out <laughs> disgrace. The booing of Jerry Krause, the his, late Jerry Krause. The, the booing of his, having that, that, his yeah. wife cry like that. That was wrong on so many levels. Michael and Scotty and Dennis not showing up. That was wrong. It was a complete disgrace to the legacy of the Chicago Ludicrous. Bulls. They are a, they've always been a great, great organization. But to, 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 for that thing to go down like that, not to have the greatest player in your organization there and won six championships and Dennis and Scotty and... First of all, they, I don't even know why you would put 100 guys in the ring of honor anyway. That's just stupid. But He's right. what those fans did to Mrs. Crowder, that was not cool. And we, as we they, they owe that lady, everybody involved that owe that lady an apology. Whether you like Jerry Krause or not, that man's dead. Rest in peace. His wife is there. And y'all made that lady cry. And that was total BS. Wife, kids, grandkids. Yeah. That was wrong, man. To have that lady crying like that, that hurt my heart watching that yeah, thing. It was. It was painful. And, and yeah, again, that's not an indictment of all Chicago fans by any means, but those who Boot. chose to yes. go that way. Yeah, I'm with you. And thanks for... You know, Chicago fans, basketball Chicago fans are a little different. You know what I mean? They're they're a little they're a little different than 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 the other sports. Even in baseball, they're also pretty fucking. Uh, they're as bad as us New Yorkers and, um, and you know and, and, and anybody else when it comes to that kind of shit. But I think I, I agree with him. You got that's a pretty douchebag move uh, to boo uh, the guy who's been dead, uh, and uh, and then his wife is there with all his family. Come on, man! It's, it wasn't the guy's fault. Dude. They they still won six championship with the team that the guy put together, regardless of how much of a I guess Hitler uh, personality he was. So. I mean, I, that's a bad. That's a bad look. Yep. For the Bambies, and not to, and then for Jordan not to be there, Pippen. Yeah. Warren, especially Jordan and Pippen, because they were there for all six. Yep. They, well, they Pippen and Jordan are not getting along now. You know, between after the. Uh, because MJ's son's banging his ex-wife now, and apparently yeah. they're doing it five times a day because we needed that on Twitter. But yep, he's banging a lot of Pippin, bro. You know, I mean, this is the this is the woman that would go over. To, you know, Michael Jordan's crib. used to party after the games, and he's holding the little boy up. Hey, look, it's uh, I'm gonna bang you in the future. You know, holding the son. You know what I mean? That's kind of nothing. A lot of people bang Scottie Pippin's ex five times a night. So that's that true, man. No, that ain't no hard feat to fucking accomplish with Larissa Pippin, all right? That's true. Pretty much, man. Hey, that's what we got this week. Uh, but before I leave, I have to play you probably one of the greatest internet fucking uh, videos I've ever seen in a long time, bro. The internet is absolutely undefeated um, because it has to do with the Dallas Cowbitches. And anything that the Cal- the Dallas Cowgirls have, I-, I love. Anything that does that. So let me let me put this over here. Hold on a second. This is funny as shit. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Alrighty, this is uh, somebody uh, put this up there after the game. Ready? Check this out. Daddy, how long has it been since the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? <laughs> Are y'all still them boys after tonight? Green Bay destroyed you. No championship for you. That hasn't happened for the longest time. So much has happened since you won your last. Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, Trash. <laughs> Lost in the wild card. Green Bay just stood on your star. You haven't won it for the longest time. Maybe this won't last very long. You said you'd win this year. 
The internet is undefeated, my guy. Wanted to end the show on that note, man. Uh, hey, listen, Jim, thanks for an impromptu, uh, you know, showing up over here, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I couldn't leave you hanging. Thanks, I man. I appreciate, I appreciate I'm sorry, it. I'm sitting here friggin' smoking a big time time here. Fuck it. Let's have some fun. You got it, man. You got it, brother. We're definitely going to be talking about our show soon. Uh, see what was going to be the next one. Uh, but definitely, uh, thanks for jumping on. Hey, everybody that in the chat, we appreciate you. Ravery Sports, that's my uh, that's my sports. Uh, let me see who else is here. Uh, thank you out there for watching, hitting the comments up. Your boy E-Man from the Average Joe Sports Talk. And today, uh, in place of cricket, my man. Jim from the Fan and Van Podcast. And by the way, is anybody still see Miles Garrett? No, <laughs> Miles. Uh, I think I think they posted a picture in the in a in a car in a milk carton in the back somewhere. Yep. Well, let's He's put it not- this way: it's easier to find Waldo than it is Miles Garrett right now. That's true. That's true, man. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.